Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. The topic we are talking about this week is Let's Quit Together, where we discuss different behaviors and mindsets that we need to quit engaging in so that we can get back to becoming our best selves. And today's episode to close out this topic is Quit Sacrificing Sleep. So what better way to wrap up this topic than by speaking on sleep, which is crazy important to all of us. Some definitely prioritize it more than others, but it is generally important to everyone because without sleep, we aren't able to, you know, go after the things we want. We aren't able to accomplish the goals and the dreams and, you know, actually follow through with the things that we want to do with our lives. Everyone needs a little bit of sleep, even if they say they don't. They do. They definitely need at least a little bit of sleep. But sleep is something so many of us take for granted. You just decide that four or five or six hours of sleep is enough for you. But what really happens is you continue to live in that reality. You know, you continue to tell yourself that you only need four or five, six hours of sleep. And what happens is you actually start getting less and less sleep and feel like you're never going to recover because you keep telling yourself that you can inch a little bit closer to having a little bit less sleep because you keep pushing yourself to do more and more on that amount of sleep. And it's kind of like running your own test of like, well, how far can I push myself over the line of not having enough sleep, but how many things can I actually accomplish with this low amount of sleep? And It's funny because a lot of people, instead of raving about like, wow, guys, I got eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep last night, people are out there bragging about how, wow, you know what? Look look at everything that I've gotten accomplished on only four hours of sleep and I still, you know, got dressed for the day and I am living my best life. When in reality, you're not really living your best life. You feel like you are and it could just be like a pocket of time in the beginning of sacrificing sleep that you feel really good about it but if it's a behavior that continues to happen more and more over time it's go you're going to feel worse and worse and worse I promise you without a shadow of a doubt so and and you can't cheat this you can't be like well I only get four hours of sleep I do all this stuff but you know like you do slip a nap in there or somewhere like that doesn't count right you can't say that because you're still trying to get that sleep when you could have just gotten it all in one bulk um time overnight you know, get that seven, eight hours of sleep, whatever is best for you, was actually best for you, and have a better day, feel more energized, feel more ready to take on the day. So, you know, and I know sleep is something that is on the bottom of some of your list sometimes, you know, it's just not important. It's just not really important to you because you feel like all the things you are doing in place of sleep, you know, instead of sleeping are more important. You know, you're prioritizing all these other things above sleep, but you may feel like this way because you can't remember how it felt to have a full night full night of sleep, right? You know, you may have forgotten how much better you feel during the day when you have slept more than five hours and really aren't feeling unbelievably exhausted by the end of the day. And I think that's true. You know, you go on these long um, weeks on end, maybe days, weeks, months where you're, you're not getting that much sleep and any parent that has had a newborn child will understand what this feels like because you know I've been through this and it can be tough you know you don't feel like you're sleeping you kind of feel like you're a zombie and you're wandering around you don't know what day or time it is and you know this was well before we were all in the pandemic where people still don't know what day and time it is but 
uh, yeah, you just, you don't know what's happening. And, but that's not even a, a period of time that lasts that long. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna last for like a month or two at the most. And then you're gonna get, hopefully, hopefully, Lord willing, you're gonna get into a routine. And it's gonna be okay. But for people that are doing this on the regular, like, I can't imagine feeling like that. Actually, I can, cause I'm gonna tell you a quick story here in a moment. But, you, I can't imagine like doing that forever and wanting to do that forever. Like the idea of actually wanting to do that for a long period of time, you're just going to burn out way, way too quick, too quickly. But yeah, I just don't think you remember what it feels like to actually get enough sleep, you know? And I would encourage you to try it out. Like even if you don't want to try it out during the week, because you've already set your schedule to stay up late and then still have to wake up early for whatever reason for work or kids or whatever your schedule is. But I would implore you to maybe even try doing this on the weekends. And you're like, no, the weekends, I need to stay up even later and get even less sleep, which doesn't make sense to me. But um, I mean, it kind of does, but it doesn't. But try this on the weekend. Like try sleeping seven or eight hours and see how you feel the next day and do that for two of the weekend days. And then and then see if you really do want to go back to that treacherous schedule of not getting enough hours of sleep during the week because I just think that you would perform so much better. But let's go over the obvious reasons. I, I know many of you are going to be like, yeah, this is so obvious. Well, I have to tell you because some people don't think it's obvious or they still think it's obvious, yet they are still not getting enough sleep. But yeah, let's go over the obvious reasons why sacrificing sleep isn't a great option. So you know, there's always moodiness, irritation, and sometimes lack of clarity. You know, when you don't know what's happening and you can't quite understand, like, you know, track your thoughts together or get them together to, like, tell someone something. Um, those things are definitely pretty in general. And there is also concern for high blood pressure, weakened immune system, weight gain, depression, and so many other things. There's there's a, a long list of concerning things that could happen to you due to lack of sleep, um, but there generally will always be like moodiness, irritation, and, and and having a foggy mind. You could also call it that. Lack of clarity, foggy mind, same difference. So, um, and I know, and I know from experience that lack of sleep is terrible on your body. Terrible, terrible. And I never, you know, as, as a kid and, you know, as an adolescent and when I went to college, yeah, I would stay up late. You know, we'd stay up to like one or two, sometimes three or four, depending on what it was, um, in study or play games or hang out or whatever, right? But that didn't happen all the time, I will say. I actually had a lot of friends that liked to go to bed on time or early, which was funny. But it wouldn't happen all the time. And then when I left college, it definitely didn't happen because I had a job where I had to be at work at 4.30 in the morning. I worked at Starbucks when I was in college. And, and then, you know, even as I progressed even more into my adult life, like my husband definitely likes to stay up very late and then usually has to get up early for work. And so he kind of lives this, but he knows that it's tough. And so he makes up the sleep in different ways. But me, I was just like, no, you know, I definitely, I definitely like sleep, but I, I know from experience how terrible sleep is. So, and I'm still living with the repercussions of not getting enough sleep. So I got so sick from working a night shift job. Um, I, I, so I worked night shift at a hospital and it's funny cause the job, I love the job. The job was great. I did 
um, bed planning at a Trauma One hospital. And overnight, um, I think it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday shift. Um, it Because, you know, the shift for the other person during the week, it was in a different office. But on the weekend on, and on and during nights for bed planning, it was run by uh, the... Uh, what do we call ourselves? Like, oh, patient access team. So basically we would interview patients and get all their demographic information and help them get they get to where they're going. But during night shift, you know, so during the day, you would go to a little fancy office and do that. But during the night, all of that existed in the emergency department. So um, I would be checking patients in to the ED as well as bed planning. So bed planning is basically being in charge generally of where all the patients will go in the hospital. So, you know, if someone comes into the ED and they have to be admitted, you have to find the appropriate bed for them in the in the appropriate department. Um, or, you know, since it was a travel one hospital, you'd have patients um, being driven in or flown in um, and being transferred to that hospital. So you have to see if they if you actually have a bed for them, if there's actually enough staff to take on another patient and trying to figure it all out. It was kind of like playing game of Tetris, and I enjoyed it immensely. And it was too bad that the person that did that during the day shift was like a long hauler, like someone that's been doing it for years. They'll never give up their job. You know, they were set there for forever. And that was fine, you know, Um, kudos to them. But I did it for a while because it was fun. It was a lot of responsibility, and there were plenty of times where it was frustrating, but there were plenty of times where it was so great and I loved it. So anyway, just an insight to my life. I did that for a while, but the unfortunate part about that was that I got so sick from it, from working that night shift because I would work the night shift and then I would come home and I would nap for about 90 minutes and then I would have to get up to take my kid to school because my husband had to go to work or he was um, going to the work, going to work at the same time and it just, it didn't really make sense for him to have to take her. That really wasn't going to work out. And so then I would take her to school and then I would still go work for two hours and I would do a different job because I used to own a house cleaning company. And so there would be one person's house or, well, yeah, there's usually like one house or maybe two houses that I would go and I would clean. So maybe two hours, maybe four hours, just depends on what day it is. And then I would rush home to sleep until it was time to pick up my kid from school. And then I would come home and nap a little bit more and then wake up and try to do mom stuff, wife stuff, whatever. And then I would go to work, you know? And this was, this happened for months over months over months. And it was terrible. As you can imagine, it was so much, but there were even times where I would actually work extra because I was saving up money for different things and trying to provide for my family and if any of you have worked in a job where you get per diem, I got per diem because I worked a night shift. You know, you get paid more to work at night, especially in like a hospital job like that. So anyway, it was worth it to me. But then in hindsight, it definitely wasn't because it was the worst thing for my body, for sure, for sure. It contributed to me actually developing an autoimmune disease. That's how bad it was. I'm not kidding. It was really bad. And it, it was tough. And I'm still dealing with that today. And there's definitely regret there. But also I don't regret it too much because it gave me a lot of experience. And I learned a lot. And, you know, and it, it helped my family. I was able to contribute to paying the bills and all that stuff. So 
That is just my experience with sacrificing sleep outside of just normal adolescent college life behavior out outside of like having a child and dealing with that in the first few in the first couple months um it's just not fun but that's just a prime example of how it can actually affect you long term so if and this might not even be the thing that really convinces you to change your sleep schedule but i hope it makes you consider it if you are someone that doesn't sleep a lot and you know honestly the more you sacrifice sleep for investing time into relationships or projects that you feel are more important to you, the less and less you will be able to do that because the exhaustion from not sleeping will add up. I promise you. You can only go so far sacrificing your sleep. Like for me, there were definitely lots of scary times where I'd be falling asleep in the car and I would literally have to roll down the windows and play the music loud and like drink energy drinks and keep myself awake because I was falling asleep in the car because I was so exhausted. I was not getting enough sleep and even trying to like throw naps here and there. It just, it wasn't long enough for my body to repair itself. It wasn't long enough for my body to have an actual rest from everything I was doing. It sucked. So don't do that. You can only go so far. So we are going to chat about three suggestions, I would say, that you could do to help you quit sacrificing your sleep. But before that, we need to talk about the five-minute reset like we always do. So if you're having a hard day, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you feel like you really wish that this day could just go away forever, you are welcome to try the five-minute reset, which allows you to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, I'm going to restart my day right here, right now. And you're just going to leave all of that other stuff behind. You're not going to let it carry into the rest of your day. You are not going to let it carry into the next day, which is like the worst when things like that happen. You're just going to decide that this is the end of that part. And you're restarting your day right here, right now. You get to reset, reboot, restart. And the five minute reset only allows only, you only need to have five minutes to yourself. Take more if you have it, but you only need five minutes. And It allows you to take a break from any issues and burdens that you are currently dealing with, come up with resolutions for problems and issues you are having, whether by yourself or with someone else. And I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four things you are grateful for, big, small, medium size. It doesn't matter. You can be grateful for literally anything and everything. You can be grateful that uh, maybe you're able to get new appliances. You can be grateful that you're able to spend time with your kiddos. Maybe you've been lacking that. You can be grateful for the shoes on your feet and the clothes on your back, and you can be grateful that maybe you were able to fix something in your home when it broke, and you just feel so grateful that it's taken care of and it didn't cost you someone else coming out to fix it. You know what I mean? You can be grateful for anything and everything. The list is never ending. And then last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day because hopefully coming up with your gratitude list and then just reflecting on things that are a blessing in your life that are positive will help you get through any negative times you may be going through because it's so much easier to deal with negative stuff if you focus on the positive as much as you can. Not 100%, not even 75, but it does help. So hopefully you give that a try if you are having a hard day. Um, So let's chat about some ways you can quit sacrificing sleep. So the first one, like I said, I have three suggestions. The first one is to realize how getting more sleep could better your overall life. Like, just think about it. You know, this might be a practice that people will roll their eyes at and believe won't work. I think it works. If you actually take the time and you're honest with yourself, you have to be honest or else it's not going to work. 
realize how getting more sleep could better your life. Would you feel less exhausted? Would you be able to participate in more events during the day? Would you feel more excited about things? Would you, um, you know, have more time to do things that you really loved and enjoyed, right? Um, would you be able to work through any sicknesses or pain that you're currently having? You know, you have to ask yourself, like, what could you better in your life by just incorporating more sleep? And I'm talking about like consistent sleep, like all in one chunk, not like having naps here and there and everywhere. I love naps. Do not get me wrong. But having all the sleep, like, you know, all together is much better than chopping it all up. Take my word for it. From someone that tried to do it, it doesn't work very well. It really doesn't. So yeah, just really ask yourself, like, how could your life be better if you just got more sleep? The second one is to start slow with getting to bed earlier and find the perfect amount of sleep. So if you want to start committing to yourself, which this also includes, you have to commit it to yourself. You have to make that commitment, that promise to yourself that you actually are going to try to get to bed earlier. You're going to try to get more sleep. So whatever that looks like, um, you start slow. So even if it's just like a half an hour or an hour earlier than you normally would, and then as you go through adding more and more sleep into your sleep schedule, then you can, you're able to find the perfect amount of sleep for you. So I'm not saying that necessarily every single person in the world will only thrive off of eight or nine hours of sleep, although that sounds glorious. I got to figure that out for my, my own self. You know, I did tell the story about how that didn't work for me and I kind of learned my lesson. However, I still feel like I stay up later than I should because I kind of sometimes get caught up in the FOMO and also I procrastinate a little bit. So I wait a little bit late before I need to do things. And it's it's things that I'm working on. I just want to be transparent with you guys that I am also struggling as well, but it's something that we can all work on just so you know. So anyway, so, but yeah, you have to, I'm not saying that eight or nine hours is like the perfect thing for everyone. I feel like seven could definitely be reasonable. Um, I personally don't believe, and based on studies I've read, that like six hours or less is just not good enough. Even though I try to live my life on six hours of sleep, it doesn't work very well, people. It doesn't. It doesn't, my friends. So try to start going to bed a little bit earlier and then find out if your sweet spot of how much you sleep um, consecutively is seven hours, eight, maybe nine, maybe ten. Man, sometimes my kid will sleep like plus 10 hours. And I, then we know she's like growing. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I could sleep that many hours. And there has been times where I have, but generally I'm like an early riser. So even if I go to bed late, I still wake up early. It's like such an adult thing. (laughs) I'm sure other people understand what I'm talking about, but yeah. So start slow. And then you'll, if you'll be able to figure out that perfect amount of sleep where you actually feel rested, you feel rested, not just okay. Not just like you can get by, but as rested and how you can, you won't feel exhausted in the middle of the day. Don't be that big slump that you have and you'll feel good to go until bedtime. And the third and last suggestion I have for you is to find other pockets of time for personal time. So I know a lot of us probably will sacrifice sleep to incorporate, especially moms and dads, to incorporate more personal time. 
because you want to have that me time. You want to have that alone time, you know, because you've dedicated your time to work and kids and friends and other commitments, but you haven't given yourself any personal time and you really want that. And I applaud you for doing that and incorporating into your life because it is very important. However, it's, it, it would be, it would serve you better to find different pockets of time during the day so that you're not waiting all the way up until 10 p.m. to, you know, watch a show or read a book or exercise or whatever until midnight and then have to wake up at six again and then you're just continually feeling tired and tired and tired. So for me, I did used to work out at night, but it just really wasn't working well with my sleep schedule and everything. It wasn't necessarily keeping me up. It was just more of like getting in the way of me coming home and eating dinner and then you know, going to try to spend time with my husband and then go to bed, right? And so I personally like to work out in the morning. Plus, I am a morning person, so I kind of just, you know, finagled my schedule to make it work. Um, but then other things you can do is like if you like to watch your show, well, is there another part in the day where you can watch your show? And then is there another part in the day where you like to read a book or you like to go on a walk? Is there another part in the day where you like to play video games or do whatever you want to do? I would just encourage you to try to find it that way. And I understand it can feel like it's more fun if it's consecutive time, like two hours at the end of your day. But if that's the case, then you might need to cut something else out that you don't necessarily need. Or you might just need to like try to scooch your day up a little bit so that you are able to go to bed at a decent time, but still have that time to yourself. Because I don't want you to sacrifice your personal time uh, just to get sleep. You still need that too. But if you're able to flex and incorporate it into different parts of the day and still have it and then still be able to go to bed at a reasonable hour, that's right for you, then you should do that. So, okay, well, that's it. That's all I have to say about, you know, quit sacrificing sleep and then the whole topic of let's quit together. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. If you are interested, there are notes for the show now. So I mean, there have always been notes for the show. It's just that I don't know how many people are actually reading them. So I would encourage you to check that out. There's notes for the show. What I actually meant to say is there are actually transcripts for the show now. And I don't know what that looks like on every platform that people listen to, but there are. So if you wanted to actually go to my direct like Buzzsprout um, website for the show, you can. They're there. I am going to be planning on putting those on my website, sabrinajoy.com too, as well, if you're interested in that in more of like a blog form. So anyway, yeah, there's show notes down there. There's also where to find me on Instagram or send me an email. If you come and connect with me on Instagram and say hi and follow and just, you know, let me get to meet you and chat with you real quick. I am sending people coffee cards uh, via email, so come and do that. Or you can send me an email. Either way, questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, or just to say hey, hi, and hello to me are welcome. I'd appreciate it. And lastly, if you go to my website, Sabrina Joy Perozo, you can listen to the podcast, and you can also find a page where you can write a quick review of the show and a place where you can donate via PayPal or my Patreon, which both do come with thank you gifts. So if you're interested in supporting the show, thank you in advance. Awesome. You're amazing. Okay, you guys. Well, that's it from me. Stay tuned for the next topic and the next episodes. But until then, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.